There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are and where we come from. So who are you and where do you come from? Who am I? I'm Isabella Hudzicka. I come from Poland. Um, I moved to Ireland in 2001, so very long time ago. So I'm Irish at heart at this stage now. And I actually became Irish very quickly. I was one of those Polish people that didn't plan to move. It was completely by accident. Mm. It's supposed to be a, a long holiday more than anything else. And when I landed, I knew I found my place, mm-hmm. which sounds really, really bizarre. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely just settled in very, very quickly, got on with the Irish, got the sense of humor to the point that very quickly, even a few years after being in Ireland, like Irish songs would get me more. You okay. know, it was extremely upsetting for my family in Poland. because It was like, <laughs> what just happened to her? She yeah. was an incredible girl back home. Um, very patriotic. I was a scout all my life. God, mm. you know, like I loved my country. I've never, never planned to move. But I did and I'm very happy I did. And I made my life here. So yeah, it's been it's been incredible. In what made you, like what, so you came for a holiday? Yeah, no, so... Um, Basically, if you remember a long, long time ago, right in the Celtic Tiger, when uh, things were amazing here, AIB bought two banks in Poland, and I happened to work for one of those banks. I was Mm. very young. It was my first job straight after school. I was Mm. studying part-time, and I ended up in this project. um, I was an internal trainer, so basically I was traveling around the country telling people how they have to work under this new Irish bank. My, my English wasn't great. It mm. didn't have to be. Mm. We had Irish bosses and whatever who were teaching us stuff, but they had translators, so I was learning slowly. Mm. But I got very friendly with uh, two of them, and uh, Paula Murphy, actually, who uh, was from Cork, and I lost in touch with Paula. So, Paula, if you <laughs> listen, <laughs> I know you moved to UK and whatever, but God, um, I was even at her wedding. But, yeah. you know, life yeah. happens, and, mm. and I actually could never find her again um uh, yeah so um when I moved initially uh, I didn't know I was gonna stay you know I came over to to visit some people and um and sort of stay for a while but um yeah, but I stayed. I needed a visa to stay. So that was the thing. Right now, we take things for granted, actually, you know, especially when you are from EU. Um, but when I came over, I had to go through the whole process of having a visa. So mm. I got a student visa. So I went to English language school on Kildare Street oh and gosh. applied for a for a 
basically yes student visa so i did my full night outside immigration office with different times genuinely yeah. even as a polish person people don't remember that like no. you had to be the first one in the queue of 100 or whatever or in the queue of 100 to get in even that morning so my boyfriend at the time we switched those nights like i would sleep in the car for a few minutes and he would queue and then we would sw- switch you know so and that went on so i stayed in that english language school and everybody think you, you came from the bank why didn't you get a job in the bank but i guess that just shows my attitude towards life i like in the bank i was 19 back then yeah. first job 20 21 when i moved so i was working for two years and i was going 30 or 40 you know it was Ooh. a serious job yeah. and suddenly i came over here and everybody was like oh my god you're just a baby yeah. you should have a bit of crack you yeah. know and i started i felt young again yeah um and yeah the the school basically so the school that i went to to initially they asked me they needed a secretary so when my color when when i stopped uh, studying the director came up to me and said do you want a job i said yeah great (laughs) what is it secretary yep fantastic yeah yeah yeah. so i always did that i jumped for things it was like what the worst thing can happen you know and it was amazing so i was with that school to 2004 till we joined eu and i was able because they were helping me obviously to get the visa the process was easier but once we joined EU, it was time also for me for the next chapter you yeah. know, to move on. And always one thing led to the other, I guess. Um, I love meeting people. I'm super open. Um, so there was this place next door, Rainers, if you remember yeah. good times. Whoever yeah. is from Dublin will remember <laughs> yeah. Rainers. Uh, and I heard something about it and whatever. And um, again, friend brought me there. And I just thought, this is cool this is a different world my dad is a dj by the way so this whole nightlife (laughs) obviously there was somewhere there always in my blue that i love the nightlife so um i thought could i get another job you know in the evening as a waitress but i hated it i was the worst waitress ever i survived two nights i couldn't carry a tray i admire waitresses i'm much better now my husband is in hospitality business and i was in the hospitality (laughs) business after that but um, but yeah, that just didn't work. So I was like, no, I can't do that. But I would love to work in a different area. And mm. marketing was something I was very interested in and PR or whatever. And six months later, I did. I started persistent and I got a job as a marketing manager for Reinhardt. Um And I was there for till it closed pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in, a, in and out. I've done other things as well. But yeah, um, but yeah I worked for, uh, for Reinhardt for a couple of years. So um you can imagine it was extremely exciting i didn't even knew, know other world existed you yeah, know we were yeah. in this bubble and it was fun and i learned so much and i met so many people but i was very innocent at the same time because i didn't know irish celebrities as such yeah so like I didn't care. Whoever was yeah. the same to me, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I always said the story, God uh, help um, Jerry Ryan was the pro- first celebrity that I met okay. when I was in Rainers and I didn't know it was him. I was supposed to look after some event and he came in and I was like, oh, who are you? Oh, okay, great, you're the speaker. <laughs> uh, and the boss came up to me and was like, um, so if you want to stay in this industry, you probably should buy a couple of magazines and <laughs> Oh, learn really? who is who yeah. <laughs> because I, I was that naive and yeah. innocent but yeah. it worked yeah. because I wasn't pretending I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. I was just this really really happy innocent younger that just mm. was hyper and loved learning and loved people and wanted to be a, to be out there so there were good times you know 
Um, and from that, I went to do different things. I work in hospitality industry. Before that, though, tell me, it was mm. that uh, Reynards was that uh, Celtic Tiger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that must have been an absolute experience experience it was it was i've seen it all Ooh. i've seen a lot of things uh happening people parting very very hard um uh i uh, yeah i always stayed together i've never got myself in any trouble which is great Ooh. and i also felt when i worked especially for Raina, it's very different you don't party that people assume you do but you don't Ooh. you know Ooh. you but i did meet a lot of people and i've seen a lot of fun stuff happening that i wouldn't amanda brunker wrote yeah. about <laughs> yeah, most of them she did yeah, yeah. <laughs> once upon a time yeah. but uh but it wasn't I just, I, I don't know. I just thought that was like that yeah. everywhere. You know, yeah. everybody was just leaving very fast. There was always something happening every weekend. You had to be somewhere. Like it was literally leaving for Thursday. The weekend was starting on yeah. Thursday. And what are we going to do? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, an event and next event and lunch and whatever. So yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible. Uh, but it was also stressful. Like leading to that, uh, I got a job, well, I, I was always taking opportunities. Mm-hmm. So I read in a paper, a friend of mine, actually, Emma, sent me a clip from a newspaper saying that back then David Harvey, David Harvey, um, was launching City Channel. Don't know if you remember, no, it was no. a cable television that he launched years ago. Mm. And um, they were going to have a Polish, because Polish people started coming in in 2004, it was yeah. getting very busy. They, he was going to uh, do a Polish news. And I thought, hmm. I would love to get involved without even thinking really in, you know, whatever line, but I'm Polish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) let's, I'm sure I can bring something to the table. So the next thing he sent Vanessa Kaminsky, she was incredible producer. uh, uh, She worked with him and he he sent her to meet me. Uh, So I found my way to contact him basically, you know, always who knows who and how can I get in touch? (laughs) Um, And Vanessa met me and we literally just, when we met, we came up with this idea of actually doing a Polish program for a Polish community here. Yeah. And we called it Autopolska, that's Poland. Mm-hmm. And I fronted it. So very quickly we, we sort of recorded the, the kind of video and I like, I felt like overnight I became a TV presenter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had a lot to learn. It was yeah. a very new experience. Now I had a lot of practice with um, you know, public speaking and things like that. Mm. So that helped. Uh, so the whole TV experience was amazing. Um, but I think where we, what I wish happened, because the program was in Polish and mm. was directed to the Polish community. But as you know, when people leave their countries, they're not necessarily want to yeah. watch that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, Irish people were more interested in it. Yeah. So probably mm. if we did it in English, yeah, yeah. it would have had maybe a bit more um, substance. But uh, it, it went very well. It's just, die down naturally because yeah i I don't even know it was just city channel didn't you know things happened and the city channel didn't last but thanks to that then i became almost like this unofficial polish spokesperson i was like at everything you know if there was anything to do with poland back then you know we asked isabella so it was great Uh, i felt like this unofficial polish ambassador (laughs) you know go to her um but then yeah it was that boom when you know we talked a lot about foreigners coming in and naturally 
Poly, Poland and Polish people were the main community that was the most mm. out of us so uh, and we were probably the most similar mm. in a way there was very a lot of similarities between the Polish and Irish so they were they were great times um but actually what's very interesting that I would like to mention and and it kind of brings us now to to you know obviously this huge problem that we have war and people coming in from Ukraine I have to say I was back then so impressed when we joined EU and literally overnight 350 there was a moment when there was 350,000 Polish people like landed in Ireland to the country that weren't used to mm. that kind of influx of people you know there was so much done I don't know if you guys even remember but I've done um so I I, I also I went to a casting and I got this job for FOSS Mm. It was a campaign that they did called Know Before You Go. Yeah. And till now I have the posters and I have all the flyers. So they did all the countries that join EU. They did flyers in all the languages. Mm. Um, so obviously I fronted the Polish mm. Polish part. So we recorded short videos telling people in our native languages what they have to know when they arrive. Little flyers. The flyers were handed by literally when you were landing in Ireland. Yeah. There would be someone at the airport oh, really? handing you a flyer, and the flyer would tell you how to apply for PPS number, what PPS number is, how to go about buying a house. I just thought it was incredible that welcome. I remember also that brought me to getting very often quite upset with some Polish people that I knew. You get it everywhere in yeah. every country, but there were some that weren't that grateful and you know give out or whatever. And I always said, I was like, you know what? Swear to God. Where else they would welcome you like that? Mm. Of course, every country has their problems. And depending mm. where you land and who you meet, you know, things can happen. But I just thought what Ireland did and how they welcomed us to here. Mm. I wonder if that, you know, history is one thing and everything. Polish people came through a lot. But we've been very lucky now, very welcome mm. around the world that now we're giving back. It's my heart, like I just, when I see how Polish people are right now, what is happening in Poland, I have friends that are on the borders right now, girls that I grew up with, that are literally getting into cars and driving to Kiev because someone couldn't get a lift in the middle of the war. It's, I've cried too, like I, I had to stop watching mm -hmm. because there is a, there was a moment when, So one thing is being upset and we've done whatever we can here and we keep doing, you know, getting stuff, you know, doing donations, whatever. But you, when you're watching it and you from, especially for me being, like I went to Lvov many times, you guys know, Lviv, I, I, I had friends there. Um, I, I just feel so helpless, so useless. You, you're sitting there, I had this chat with some friends over the last couple of days saying like what else like we we can listen we ring our friends in poland who are helping we send some stuff what else can we do because mm. it is this awful overwhelming feeling of just like we're getting on with our lives and it's almost like wrong the, the, i don't know mm. if you know like yeah. i think the first week of war the second week of war when war started i had a, quite a busy weekend of going out planned yeah And it was just things like I haven't done in a long time and like quick dinners with a friend here and there. And I've done those social media posts as well, you know, I've tagged myself here or whatever. Mm. And obviously mm. through my work, I have to go to places. And I felt really, and then I turned on the TV 
I was like, this is wrong. Like, it's just something doesn't gel here. We are getting on with everything. We have to, don't get me wrong. But the mm. feeling inside of like, what the hell, you know? Mm. What else? Can we do anything else? Um, yeah, I, I find it very hard to deal with it at the moment. I need to switch off. I can't watch news in the morning, which is really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not good either. You're supposed no, to stay, you know, but it's that kind of being torn like that. It was the same for me, like I said to, like, Jade, when I went out to Jade's house, um, last week I was on, I set up the GoFund, she set it up, but I pushed it, we got the GoFund going, then I went on holidays, Yeah, and I was posting drinking champagne, you know, in the pool with my children, before that I was posting, I was having a shit time, but then I ended up having a really good time, Um, but like I was posting all this, then I came home to a, a personal issue like a personal problem that we were ha- that we had then a work because I had to catch up on work because I was away and I was like oh holy shit I've just abandoned Jade I've just abandoned this girl who has eight or six yeah. or eight Euro- Ukrainian people living in her home mm-hmm. her two-bedroom home and I was really upset with myself and I was like and then so then I went out to the house and I said look I'm I'm back I'm back and you know Paul would say to me you know you're dealing, we're still dealing with this yeah. ongoing personal issue. You, st- you have a full-time job, you do podcast. He was like, you have to stop stretching yourself. I think men, in fairness, I'm not generalizing, yeah. <laughs> but they can be a bit more rational about those things. When we follow, like I can, every time I even see two seconds clip of a kid walking, you know, with the parents, with mm. bags or whatever, I can't. My heart just breaks. I don't know what happens to women when they have children. Mm. But like since my first son was born, I cannot handle anything mm. when there is a child involved, mm. any pain, um, any sickness, anything. And, and this is just horrific. So, yeah, it's been it's been really, really strange. My mom, I brought her over. She just arrived yesterday. And she was really afraid to come because what they thinking, an older generation is like, just what, like if the bomb, just lands on Poland tomorrow. What am I do- going to do about my house? I'm like, mom, you need to switch off. You actually, for your mental health, I need to bring you here. I need you, actually. I need some help. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it would be so good for her to get out because it is intense there. Even in small towns, it's extremely intense. Uh, I had another chat uh, only a few days ago with a friend of mine who flew with his wife. His wife is Polish to Warsaw. And they would go to Warsaw very often. said, easy, I can't tell you. The atmosphere is just, it's amazing, but it's so intense. Mm. Like everywhere you go, the people coming, constantly bags, donations. It's like different, it's, it, nobody is getting on with the life, mm. like normal, you yeah. know. Th- this is the key. This yeah. is what we're dealing with. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It was the first time in 20 years, I think I even said it somewhere as well, I felt I should pack and go and help, but like I can't. Like mm. I can't, you know. Mm. At the same time, or someone say yes, you can. Everybody can, mm. you know, leave everything behind and, and go and help. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's extremely well, you difficult, can't. but you can't. Yeah. You know, you yeah, can't. It's, it's yeah, it's tough. Mm. You know, and is your friends? Because I know talking to some people, they were saying there was like. Um, there's a Polish girl on Instagram, Anita, and she was saying that, I think she's over there now, and she was saying that um, the blood banks, you know, even to give blood, there was thousands and thousands, thousands of, of people, t- people queuing. queuing. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I have to say, it's it's. I think for the whole world, it's to see that unity because, again, on a completely different conversation, wars are happening. Mm-hmm. 
and they've been happening in different places in the world mm. and in different countries. Uh, but nobody seen anything like that. And you could have a lot of point of views why and what, but mm. I think what needs to be remembered and everybody needs to remember is we, we can be united mm. when stuff like that is happening and we have to stay united. And maybe now and other countries when wars are will also get that kind of support maybe things will change maybe we need to stay positive mm. like we can think like we have to learn from that mm. somehow you know and yeah but in the meantime it's scary yeah. and and there are very different news we getting very different news every single other country is getting you know my mom coming from poland like all they talk about is you know, would Poland be invaded next or whatever? Mm. It's it's not as heavy news-wise here about that, but yeah. that's what all those other countries are thinking. Mm. So it's one thing they're helping, but on the back of their heads is like, yeah. what next? You know, yeah. this is this is like he's not pulling out that, that psychopath is not, mm. you know. <laughs> and it's you're right, like because they're going, okay, we're doing all of this and helping everywhere, but actually we're probably going to need our neighbors now to help us if yeah. he comes here. Yeah. But if we can, because we're not going to solve this issue, no, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. But on a on a like nice, I guess, positive note, you know, I have a very good friend from Russia. Uh, a girl from Ukraine is serving us a coffee every morning in a coffee shop mm. and whatever. And the three of us met when the war started, just randomly in the coffee shop, you know, and thought, God, if like we are friends. Mm. It's nothing to do with your nationality. It, the nationality, it's only the governments that making it or whatever decisions mm. are making on a higher level. People actually, it's so sad that the people that suffer the most are the ones that don't want this war at all. Mm. Sometimes they don't even understand mm. what the hell is going on and why we're in it, you know, mm. but they're the ones that suffering. Um, but they also bring us closer together. Like I had my Russian friend over like literally the following day because she was as upset. Yeah. I know. She yeah. was as upset. And mm. we all sat there and said, like, it's not that freaking bizarre. Thank God we're in Ireland and we can all almost help each other with mm. these emotions that we're dealing with right now. Mm. But, you know, what next? What next? And can I ask you, Izzy, you your mm. experience um, was here was very good. You, you've never really suffered any racism at all? No, not race. No, no, I have to say. I haven't. I do have to say that um, I, I went through very tough times, but they were more personal, kind of. I have a great, I had great ability to land myself in a difficult relationships. Uh, so uh, partly the reason I almost stopped, if I look back, I never regretted anything really, but one thing actually not doing something or continuing to do something. Because when I look back, there was a moment in my life that I still was here on my own. My family never moved. I never had anybody. Like, all my friends here were the friends I made when mm. I moved. And I was so lucky. I got, I had amazing girlfriends. But I haven't had that emotional support that maybe your family could give you. And they couldn't relate to things I was going through. So even when I worked in media for a little bit, I loved it. Mm. I wanted to continue that. But I wasn't emotionally ready. And I didn't have anybody that I trusted enough. Mm -hmm. Because everybody was relatively new friends mm -hmm. that could help me go through it. Uh, and I pulled out from from TV, from number of things, purely down to my insecurities that I only can see it now 
that that I'm that bit older, mm. you know. I couldn't couldn't cope with bad news, bad press, anything like that. Now I didn't get much of it, mm. but there is always you know yourself. Mm. If mm. you put yourself out there, there is a chance there yeah. will be a lot of lovely people making lovely comments. And you're exposing yourself probably yeah. to a lot of bullying at the same time. I couldn't deal with that um, at all. I, 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 yeah, and going through very difficult personal time, the only way to sort of deal with it, I guess, was to stop everything. And I regret that because I kind of mm. left behind a lot of things that I could have continued and work on and maybe I would have been doing right now. Mm. Uh, but listen, things happen for a reason. Mm. Then I had a, eight years ago, my first son was born and I happened, I think I'm pretty good mom and yeah. I loved it and yeah. I loved the thing. So maybe that was in yeah. my car. Yeah. Maybe that's what, you know, but I should have done. done. You know? Isn't it a shame though, because like missed opportunities because yeah. you didn't have the emotional support or... Yeah, absolutely. And that's very important. I think, you know, it, it's sad that so many people are going through tough times these days, you know, with... Um, in terms of you know the psychological life and, and things they're dealing with and before I continue I actually heard only the other day that in colleges right now the highest number of people that are applying kids are applying are for psychology it's oh, not really? interesting Amazing. and I genuinely think it's down to the fact that now we talk more mm. and schools talk more about mm -hmm. you know emotions and, and and things so that's pretty good but yes I definitely just didn't cope with things very well at all and I just and everybody always thought I am outgoing I am chatty mm. and all that but I'm also deep inside can be insecure mm. we all have that mm. um so I nobody ever almost what I'm trying to say nobody ever assumed I would need a help I never I never we're, know, we're friends a very yes, long time and know, I have never I'm yeah. always Mm. you know positive or whatever I pick myself up quickly oh, my closest girlfriends know that actually something something is wrong when I get quiet because mm. um ev like really really wrong mm. because if something is just wrong and I'm dealing with emotion I just call my girlfriends I cry mm -hmm. like even relationships I got over overnight mm. because I, but I just would be like drama out of my system mm -hmm. I can't hide anything so I tell yeah <laughs> what happened mm. I'm like okay I'm fine yeah but everybody's different you yeah know? yeah I have people that you know stay quiet and you know oh something is you know but uh, so I that's how I deal with my my emotions I I, I, I talk about them normally but back then now and I know that works but back then I just yeah just wasn't for me and I remember there was one thing I never even read it but apparently, in the, at the end of me doing this Polish program for yeah. City Channel, um, there was a lot of other Polish media that got created in Dublin, some Polish newspapers and whatever. And those Polish communities um, stayed very close together because I used to work with the Irish. Mm. It was obviously Irish yeah. TV or whatever. Yeah. So be in and out of the community, if you wish. Mm. But let's say if Polish newspaper was set up, they were all Polish, Polish together, whatever. Mm. So apparently some, you know, nasty things were written about white hair and all that stuff. We can imagine that. Yeah. You're shaking your head, but know. you know, I it know. just happens, right? Yeah. You know, whatever. And it got to my mom in <gasps> Poland because, you know, internet started yeah. happening or whatever. 
that killed me. And genuinely, I think people need to really realize, you know, when you're bullying people online and write anything, it's not what, like, sometimes that person can be very strong, mm. but think how many people around them can suffer because that mom, that dad now that reads all this crap about their kid or whatever, that's the people who suffer really, really badly, you know? Because I remember I, I said, I'm, I can't, I emotionally thought, I can't even read it. Yeah. I don't even know. Like someone yeah. told me and this friend told me you know, something easy or geez, someone was like really bitchy about you online or, or whatever. I was like, I can't read it because it would kill me. Yeah, of course. But then it killed me knowing that, you know, uh, my mom got really handy with, you know, internet and yeah. was able to find yeah. it. like, sugar, <laughs> yeah, yeah. stay, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. aware, you yeah. know. Now, this is going back and I'm way past it. Mm. And obviously I stopped doing all the things that got me so exposed. But, but yeah, definitely, definitely affected, affected my decisions, you know. Yeah. So I throw myself into business then. I always was quite entrepreneurial and wanted to have my own thing. And I tried a few things, but um, hopefully now I'm on the right path mm. uh, and I... Definitely recommend it uh, to anyone who who feels that they they have idea to go for it because mm. the worst thing can happen you just fail and, you, mm -hmm. and that's fine but you will regret it if you don't try it you know. Tell me about that. Brief, um, you and I, because I want to be mm. clear, you and I are friends a very long time. <laughs> I don't even know. What, but we, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know where it was. It was it John or was it Shannon or was it? I think. Well, I know John. I knew John first. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Yes, so, you did. Yeah, yeah. Because I met John introduced me to Shannon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it was definitely through John. Yeah. So we were all around circles because you've always been. I always love meeting you because I always know one, I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> Two, you're you're always glamorous and look so lovely. So I know when we go away, we always have a great time. And um, so and it's always at some fabulous event. <laughs> we always see it at some fabulous event. So um, well, that's what, how we met probably in yeah. the Celtic Tiger when there were events we were going yeah. to, and then suddenly nobody saw anybody because we stopped going to yeah. things. And in fairness, I actually thought even throughout the um, COVID oh my god we so needed to stop like I stopped before even obviously because children and everything mm, mm. but I have to say I I really enjoyed the fact um, that I didn't feel I needed to be somewhere because especially with right now even more so than before because of Instagram and whatever, if you have your own business, you constantly think you need content. You need to be out there. It's that pressure of like, how do you even run a business mm. without, you know, doing all this, right? Um, and it's draining. Yeah. So when COVID happened, as much as it's awful and obviously we don't have to go about it, but um, talk about it, but I just thought, oh my God, nobody's going anywhere. It's great. Mm. I don't have to like worry that I missed out on something I should have been somewhere or, or mm-hmm. I haven't done something you know it's so, so true because especially for you with your being an entrepreneur with your business that you have to be in social circus to talk about your brand to talk about your product and then if you didn't go because children get in the way that you're like oh I really missed a good opportunity there so yeah. that's really true that's that's that was the key like I we didn't don't really have anybody and my husband works evening most of the time so that makes it particularly hard to get out at all in the evening so I turned from like working in uh, like nightlife industry Mm. whatever to a mom who couldn't even get out at five in the afternoon because I Mm. would be literally home with kids from three like once my husband was gone Mm. my partner at the time now husband was gone that's it and mm. um, you know like obviously from time to time I would get a babysitter but it's not like that's planned yeah it, it's not like someone rang you and it was like listen you actually need to show up at something at six and yeah. can we meet or whatever I'm like you can't you know mm. so I kept bringing my mom over got help her in fairness she um, and my aunt and everybody was babysitting at some stage you yeah. know when I really needed to to do things you know so when you see me out a bit more there yeah. is a chance someone is living with me <laughs> That's okay. helping with the children, <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah, that's because uh, does Omar true. have family here? Yes, so mm. and they're amazing. So Omar is Irish, mm. but his dad is South African Indian, and mom is Irish, and dad is some, but obviously he was born in Ireland, so he's Irish, um, and they very very helpful. But they all they both working as mm. well. So his mm. mom is incredible, but she like still is very active. So I can drag her. She helps <laughs> yeah. whenever she can. Mm. But she's not just sitting at home that I can you know, yeah, use the drop item. the kids all the time to her either, you know, and the Indian room. So, uh, but it's handy enough. Mike is with her at the moment. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tell me then um, about setting up the business. Because we'll go back a little bit, but just where are you now and what are you doing now? Yeah, so um, I. Um, <laughs> it's funny, like I just make a decision very quickly. So I was in a job that I liked. Mm. but I wasn't fulfilled and I was getting annoyed and I remember one night I was like I can't do this I genuinely I need to start my own business but I couldn't come up with anything I spent the whole night like googling researching haven't slept and I came across this concept in South Africa of the silk flower rental business and it looks amazing I really 
I felt, yes, I can relate. And the reason I can relate is, and I think it's very important when you start your own business, you need to, it doesn't need to be something that you know everything of straight away or whatever, but you really need to find that that reason why you can stand behind it, why you really love it. And if you came to my apartment, it's full of plants. Mm-hmm. I love little plants. I hated when people were bringing me flowers, and especially mm-hmm. when my husband or whatever were buying me flowers that would cost 50, 60 quid. This is being completely pragmatic, mm-hmm. right? 60 on a bunch of flowers or whatever for an occasion that I'm putting in the bin two days later. Yeah. Broke my heart. It's like, I'd rather get a perfume. Because <laughs> I don't spend that much money on myself all day. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. So when I came across this concept, and obviously there was a different corporate angle to it, but I could completely relate. Mm-hmm. So I'm all pro life plants, greenery, everything. But the cut flowers always breaks my heart. There has to be an easier way to do it when you still have that feeling or whatever. Mm. So the concept is that most of our arrangements, and we grow now, so I have different vases, but most of them would be um, those beautiful, real-touch silk flowers, and that's what I'm extremely proud of. We, we, we found a company that I work with. It's the only one in the world that I could find that does this quality, and that's the roses I brought mm. you as well. Like, if you touch them, yeah. you know. They, yeah. You can do that real touch on everything, but especially the roses, pe- some peonies, and... Uh, or hits they incredible and they said in water like resin like yeah. you can see here um so that gives the impression of water mm. um so they're very real like and we rent them uh, so that's where the business started so we have a range of flowers that we constantly grow and make more of and whatever and we basically if you have a business you have a reception desk instead of spending 40 euro um, week yeah. on the flowers and your receptionist has to clean the water and change the water. It's a very sustainable offer whereby I come in or someone from our company brings you beautiful, clean, polished arrangement, puts it at your reception desk for a fraction of the cost, what will cost you a week on real flowers, costing you a month. We come Amazing. back after a month and we bring you a new one. We change this one for maintenance and whatever. So we get probably a year out of arrangement, you mm. know, if it doesn't, the vase doesn't break or whatever, yeah. and we rotate it from different clients. But the key is, I guess, I've seen some people trying to do it and, you know, there will be always others or whatever. What I'm very proud of is we don't just pick up from one client and yeah. shove it to, to the, the other, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. We actually take it back clean it, polish. Now with COVID, we also had to make sure steam it or whatever, yeah. there's no bacteria on it and then we can give it to someone else. Also with me being me, which I kind of just happened, mm. I built very clo- close relationships with all our corporate clients. So it's not just, oh, I drop you an arrangement, yeah. give me 40 euro and whatever mm. I'm back. The, I build those relationships whereby we like trying to be as bespoke as possible. Mm. So most of our clients now would take like one larger arrangement. They they want like smaller ones, pop of color here mm. and there or whatever. So we're going from like one to some taking six or seven. We're looking now at some wedding venues. We amazing. have a couple of hotels as well. So hotels are amazing and, and a challenge for me right now because some of them, which it's fine if they want one, but mm. if you're actually doing a display in the hotel yeah. to compete with the real thing, mm. is, and it's not even where I want to be to compete with the real thing because if you want to have five-star hotel, this amazing mm-hmm. display, that's not what we do. Yeah. Where we come in is where places where the flowers die very quickly, they st- but they still need a beautiful arrangement. Places where, you know, don't need the real thing, mm. but mm. they still need something beautiful, you know? Uh, 
but yeah, the last three years I also learned so much. Obviously, I had to, I had to learn everything about flowers. That now we also gonna be doing our own bespoke display. So hopefully, you know, if we get a client and they say no, actually we want this yeah. type of flower, that kind of color, we can create it for them, whatever. But yet again, they don't have to pay them four hundred euro that yeah. this huge silk display would cost them. They can pay only the forty five euro a month for this big display. And I take it after a month. Amazing. And I can just then reuse the flowers or whatever. So yeah. It's a very sustainable thing. And you're saving water as well because yeah. it's water-free. Yeah. You don't have to waste it. So, yeah, very proud of that. It's just we had a very tough time. I didn't know if the business was going to last because I literally launched it before COVID. Yeah, I was going to ask. And I had so many clients. It was amazing. Like, mm. you know, we started strong and then everybody closed. Like all the restaurants closed. So all my product was everywhere. But like I couldn't invoice people, even mm. though they had my flowers, because mm. <laughs> obviously they were out of business too. So what does that do? do? Like what is that? Because I I think that would be very hard. Like in in terms of you, they have your flowers, but you can't invoice them. Yeah, no, absolutely. But listen, it was not great that they weren't real flowers that would die, and yeah. I'm losing <laughs> completely yeah. the money or whatever. I knew they would be there and safe. Uh, but I did think because we didn't know what was going to happen, so the first month was like okay month without income whatever but then it dragged and dragged and I thought um okay we really need to think here you know what we're going to do with the business so the reason I called it silk prestige initially as well was um because I thought in the future I just didn't think it was going to happen that quickly mm. that we go into retail yeah at some stage mm. it's a different ball game altogether mm. um and maybe we we have other silk products there and stuff like that so I just thought when this happened I was like okay we need to do it faster mm. <laughs> like, mm. I need a retail product now and we need to come up with something so um yeah I pitched to a couple of people I needed an investor at the stable well, business partner really I couldn't do it all by myself mm -hmm. and um, someone I knew Karen she was amazing always loved the flowers and I just said Karen do you want to step in and let's be at the retail range this is my idea uh, the company I work with they also make <clears throat> make for us this diffuser which is mm. great so that's a beautiful retail product if you love our big flowers but you can spend a couple of hundred euro because mm. we sell some of them as well you can have a beautiful yeah. little version of it and it comes with a spray you spray it and it diffuses from the petals so mm. it's a very different offer just yeah. you know you s we used to do stick diffusers or whatever yeah and i always say to someone you would spend on those little guys you know uh, like a single flower is 49 euro mm. and the the triple is 69 but even if you run out of a scent and you don't replace the scent you'll have those flowers Touch, yeah. for a very long time yeah. if you man uh, maintain them well you know and your glass doesn't break or whatever so very proud of that and we did a um, silk range of, of silk pillowcases and eye masks and all mm. that I, I feel the market is quite saturated with it yeah but we did well yeah it's it, it's selling as well um but um yeah so that's where we are and that kind of got me through the COVID. like i was very i refocused on the retail and to mm. build the retail and now that's what we have so when you go on silk prestige website really you will see it's very retail orientated. Mm. There is just a little link to the corporate site and all those inquiries will come directly to me and then I take it from there in terms of, you know, looking after our corporate clients. You know? What would you say to <clears throat> women in business or anyone looking to get into business? What advice would you have for them? Um, well, first of all, like you need to be very, what I've 
very open to change because I think some people that fail that I know when they try to set up their business, they were too stuck. Like it's very important, obviously, to have your idea and what you want to achieve. But market changes. COVID even showed us that more than ever, how you need to be flexible and not and be open to listen to people as well, what their needs are, because that's what we do all the time. You know, like you might love a product, but if it doesn't sell, Mm. You don't have a business. Mm. So be um, be humble, you know, like mm. be very consistent and push it and absolutely go for it. There's n- there isn't a better feeling in the world when you get that ching-ching if you have Shopify sign mm. and someone <laughs> buys your product or mm-hmm. a client says that, you know, you did well. Um, but be prepared that there will be tough times mm. there too. It's not a plain sailing. I always think it's... Um, interesting when people look at successful people and it, it's business it could be in media it could be in anything and they just assume sometimes it happened overnight mm-hmm. oh, oh jesus look you know she has like very few people would look at the journey mm-hmm. <laughs> or journey mm-hmm. everybody is, but it yeah. is a journey mm-hmm. that it takes so jump into it absolutely do it but be prepared for ups and downs because yeah. uh, they will happen you know they will happen and they're going to be tough times uh, mm. but they worth it if you succeed how many uh, accounts now like you know um, there's really good entrepreneurs out there um, there's Bomb Bakes it's an Instagram account and she's yeah. doing she's a local girl um, down in Kilmore just down the road um, another girl Celine she's been three years I think two to three years in make makeup brushes but yeah. she's been waiting and the delay because of COVID yeah. and all so it was a year delay but Instagram has helped so oh, many people we in terms of retail actually uh, it was quite interesting we haven't actually put any money because it was like the second we just kind of were building slowly mm. our retail range and trying to figure out how we're going to go about it in terms of the whole overall business because the corporate rentals and the rental is the key we haven't done any the only sales we got is it's instagram if i'm dead on instagram if i don't post if mm. i don't push it on instagram we don't get sales. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's uh, it's quite mind-blowing. Now, if we wanted to take it to the next level now, and that's where we are, to really go big, mm. then absolutely your Google has and everything going to play, mm. and you need to probably have a marketing agency. Very lucky recently, Presence PR started looking after us, and I definitely could see, you know, already changes mm. a lot. Uh, but yeah, like from the very beginning, social media is the key. Yeah. And it's really difficult if you not like yeah it's part of the business you can't mm. have a business <laughs> almost mm. right now if it's retail especially without social media account mm. without instagram you know what do you think of the cancel culture with some things as well though, that it's very easy for someone to go on and talk about and complain about product or something like that yeah no it's heartbreaking i think for businesses because you mm. know you always have to take like things happen you know like i, mm. I know we could have the best product there could be one faulty one. Mm-hmm. Something will happen. Mm. So for people to go like that and easily and complain and bitch, it's not great. But I'd always have faith in people also mm-hmm. that those that like it, it gets filtered. Mm. If unless you really have a reason and you're making a really good point, nobody's gonna look about. Like you know, if someone got this, and unfortunately, I don't know, the vase yeah. arrived and was. Tri- uh, uh, you know, broken or something, right? Mm. Like if they go on social media bitching about it, if we're looking at them, it's like, well, like it happens, right? Yeah. Send it back. I'm sure they replace it or whatever, <laughs> you know? So, um, 
Yeah, I, I don't really pay that much attention yeah. to it, you know. It's mad that your business comes through um, social media. It really it's, is. It's it's all, yeah. And influencers, like, I was very hesitant initially, you yeah. know, about, like, how this whole influencers world wor- works. And I also find very, how would I say without upsetting anybody, um, you know, when people endorse too much. Yeah, yeah. And... There is two sides of it. So I understand that it's someone's business. That's mm. now how they make their living. Mm-hmm. This is genuinely what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, but at the same time, it's also like, geez, like, is it really good or is it just yeah. everything you? Yeah, you <laughs> get paid to say that it's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, the world we're living in, in is that, like, I've done influencers dropped with that now. I'm very proud of the product and yeah. I know whoever got it was very, very happy with it and they did amazing reels. All the sales came from that. Like I literally, there would be reel coming out and suddenly sales coming in. And then we stopped and no sales. It's bizarre. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. It's a different world we're living in. And I think it's funny because we're in that kind of 40 plus bracket. Yeah. So we like, we're good at it. Yeah. And we're trying to be better as yeah. much as we can yeah. and learning. And some mm. of us are great, but yeah. like very few. Mm. Um, but then the young generation is incredible. And mm. how do you even compete with that? I you know, know? like I heard mm. loads of times from younger people that I know in the 20s. It was like, you're too old for it. I was like, what should I? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> I'm 20 in my head (laughs) still I can do it but I can completely see it they know so much more of the digital world than we do we're kind of constantly learning and catching up when they kind of comes naturally to them you know it's mad that you say that about the influencers because a lot of people talk about the influencers a lot of people's pages and everything out there Mm. and trolling and stuff like that but actually they obviously are doing something and they've oh, got abs- a loyal following because you, you get sales. Absolutely, sales. absolutely. And I think in fairness, like if you look at a lot of uh, really good girls and with huge followings mm. and you go through their Instagram properly, mm. you can see there is consistency in it. There is some quality of the product. They, like they, they get it right. You yeah. know, they, they yeah. know they know what they're doing. So mm. you have to give it to them. You know? Can I ask you, is he moving on then? Um do you think Ireland is a different Ireland now looking to welcome in these Ukrainian people mm. to compare to what it was like for you and the Polish people when they came? Uh, well, of course, everything changed, you know, and like Irish people are so much used to now uh, just foreigners being mm. here and, mm. uh, and everything. Is it easier or harder? I think, I think when initially the EU expanded in 2004, um, there was a bit of, well, what I've experienced was like there was this excitement because it was all new and people were coming in and a lot of Irish were like almost amused by different cultures because mm. they weren't really aware of them as much, you mm. know. When now there is so much of it and there were good and bad things about it that I wonder how this is all going to go. And I think what is very worrying is it's there's such a huge uh, homelessness crisis in Ireland as it is. Mm. There is no houses, no apartments, and now you have so many people as well that need accommodation. How is that going to mm. affect, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know. I have no answer to that, but um, I just hope, I just hope because of it's a war, it's not mm. like those people are just coming, mm-hmm. whatever, that they will be really welcome and, mm. and, and they, they get the help they need, you know? Can you tell me one big scandal from Reinhardt's? 
<laughs> I don't. Oh, been such a long time ago. There was no. I can because I was shocked. <laughs> and you know what? In fairness. <laughs> <laughs> I probably could, but I really can't. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, there was, I don't know if you knew that, but there was a moment when I did think about writing a book. Okay. And God help me, was it 2009 or 2010? Okay. And who else but Eamon Dumphy was going to write it? Oh, right. And I spent two days with Eamon. Mm. brainstorming and he did some recording of hope Eamon don't have it yeah. anymore uh, or whatever and it was supposed to be about this again sorry journey of this girl who came over didn't know anybody and really got in with the whole society or whatever and my friends and 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 really really interesting things that happened and again remember when I said to you about my insecurity I couldn't do it. There were so many things there when I realized that even from the time of Reynards, that I would need to tell things that I don't know if people who still are close to me Mm. wouldn't take against me. Mm. It's just not in me. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I couldn't. Yeah. And it was a good deal. We, we, we would have got a pretty good deal. I don't know mm. if the book would have sold if, or not or sure whatever. But, but, you know, it would have been interesting. It was the right timing for it. I mm. couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I would be still very close with a lot of people that, yeah. you know, had their moments there. And I'm sure I could tell some <laughs> fun, interesting story. Nothing too crazy. In mm. fairness, genuinely, nothing too crazy. But... I, 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 that feeling of knowing that I could hurt someone or say something that would be taken out of content mm. or whatever, you know how easy it is. Mm. Like, just, you, yeah, no. Just not me. Not you. Not me. Um, how many children have you got now? Two. Two boys. Yeah. <laughs> how old? So Mikey is eight and he is an image of his father. He is tall and dark because Omar, obviously, from his uh, the father's side would be quite dark as well. Um, the South African Indian blood is running mm-hmm. in him. And then we have a two-year-old mm. that was born at the beginning of COVID mm. in January. Uh, and he's red. <sighs> he is a total redhead with blue eyes. And it's hilarious. They look, they couldn't look more different. It's just bizarre. And when he came out, my husband looked at him and I still thought it was blonde. <laughs> and he was like, Jesus, at Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> And only thank God, like Omar has a brother who has also three kids and the middle one okay. is redhead. And then I spoke to the to the nurses and the, the doctors and apparently with redhead and blue eyes, yeah. it's such a bizarre combination. Like it's a very unique combination. It's only like 0.17% children born like that because it's normally gray, okay. green yeah, eyes okay. with the redhead. It has to be on both sides in second and ge- third generation. Right. So it's somewhere from Omar's mom's side and somewhere from my dad's side that that came and Bradley was born and is pale and red and gorgeous. <laughs> but it just, yeah. you know, when you're like eight years I had or seven years, I had this very dark boy and I was mm. convinced when I heard it was going to be a boy. Yeah. The image of Mikey was going to come up. No, didn't. No. But he's oh, amazing, God. though. I have an Irish child. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's the plans? Where where are you going? Oh, the plan is really now, uh, gosh, like, I just hope everything's settled, to be honest. Mm. Like, I kept saying in January, 
I'm hitting hard now. The business is at that crucial moment when we really need to focus. And then the war happened. And literally, I found myself for two, three weeks. I know it's, it's genuinely not an excuse. Really slow down and emotionally drain because I was dealing with so much other stuff. And mm. being an entrepreneur, it's quite a lonely place. I'm very lucky I have a business partner. She mm. knows when I'm calling. So, Karen, I need to yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk. Um, but... Uh, but I, f- I found it really hard, so I'm just hoping now we can kind of, sun is coming out, mm. stay positive and really just keep pushing the business and grow it so I can eventually buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's not looking good either yeah. at the moment with the way the housing market is. But, but yeah, that's what I would like to. And there is part of me that sort of comes up all the time with some media ideas and stuff, but I just don't know. I don't know. This is just, I think, more a hobby now at this stage yeah. than, than anything else, you know. And on that note, then, is it we leave it there. Thank you so much for sitting down Thank with me. Thank you. It's that was a pleasure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.